The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars, to The Office, to cosplay, to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of It's a Fandom Thing. This week, we're going to be discussing Disney. We're going to focus a lot more on present day Disney and Disney Plus and stuff like that. We'll talk a little bit about the history, but that's going to be the main focus of today's show. Um, And I also just want to quickly say before we go around, I just want to send out just hope that everybody's doing okay out there. I know this is a very uncertain and weird time. uh, And so I just hope that this podcast and, um, you know, I'm going to hope to keep continuing to put out bonus podcasts like the one I just released on Friday with the recommendations, the streaming recommendations. But um, I'm hoping that this might be able to pass to serve as some kind of distraction for everybody, help you get through these. I know it's, you know, not, I mean, it's not something that's like monetary, but I'm just hoping it can help a little bit. So I just want to throw that out there and just hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. Okay, so before we start talking about Disney, let's go around. Everybody can introduce themselves and tell me one thing, or even if you want to say a couple things that you are into right now um, in fandom or pop culture. Um, I'll start with you, Sasha. Yep, I'm Sasha. Um, And since this is the Disney episode, um, I will discuss on Disney Plus. Um, They have National Geographic Channel, and they've got a series on there. It's Draining the... And so it's like draining Alcatraz, draining the Great Lakes. And what they do is they digitally remove all the water and show you the topography. Um, And I've really been into that series lately. The Alcatraz one is excellent because they talk about the escapes from Alcatraz and, you know, sharks and different hazards of Alcatraz and why it is where it is. Um, So I would highly recommend if you have Disney Plus or if you have access to anything National Geographic uh, and you can find the draining the any of them. Any single one of them is great. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Great recommendation there. And Susie? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm used to there being more people ahead of me. I know. <laughs> um, it's so, okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Susie. Uh, so, one, so I've been bouncing in between two things to kind of balance each other out. Uh, one <laughs> is I've been rewatching RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's All-Stars, available on Hulu. Uh, you can watch the first six seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race and the first two seasons of All Stars, and it's just it's it's really fun just to watch the queens all like Kiki and show their fabulous looks and all the things. And to kind of balance that, um, there's a YouTube channel called Alter, which shows like kind of like indie like horror movies, and they can be as short as like five minutes or as long as to half an hour, and they're really good and like. They go into some deep subjects sometimes, and sometimes they're just like horror comedies. So there's a lot of interesting stuff on that channel. So if you just want like a quick like horror movie watch, 
not anything like super long, I definitely like recommend those. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. And this is Aaron. Um, and I'm going to recommend it's a new show. So there are only a few episodes right now, but they're releasing an episode, new episode every Wednesday. Um, and that is little fires everywhere that stars Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington. And it is based on a book that I've never read, but I've heard is really good. Oh, and it also stars Joshua Jackson, um, who I geeked out about a little bit on the last bonus episode, but um, he's in there as well, playing Reese Witherspoon's husband. And it's, it takes place in 1997 and it's just about these two women and their different lives coming together and a lot about um, how we view uh, race, class, um, and each other and being different and being a teenager and all that stuff. So it's just been really interesting, especially since, you know, I, I graduated high school around in that time. So watching the high school kids and it, it's really reminiscent a lot of uh, what I grew up with and the music and everything like that. So I recommend that one. And then of course I'm going to break my rule here and just, uh, and name another little thing is um, on shutter, which you can get the free 30-day trial right now they're doing because of um, everything going on. Uh, they have – there's a movie on there called Satanic Panic. Ooh. And it's really kind of fu- – it's really funny and it's really gory and gross, a lot of the parts I was going ew at. Um, but it's a great send-up of uh, all those films about Satanism and – you know, it's, it's all about this pizza delivery girl who goes to this really rich area, this gated community, and they end up taking her in because they're, they're looking to sacrifice a virgin. So it's just, it's, it's entertaining and it's kind of funny and, um, the main girl and it's really good. So I recommend that one as well. Okay. And that's the furthest thing from our topic that you can get to. Just as- um, okay, let's jump into all things Disney, or not all things, but some of the things Disney. Um, of course, which was founded, a lot of things were founded by Walt Disney, um, who passed away in 1966. And he was an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, sorry, animator, voice actor, and film producer. Um, and so he helped found he founded disney of course um and does anybody have any thoughts or anything they want to add about walt disney or the legacy of walt disney or what he started or anything like that sasha um so i think that for me and for i've been watching let me rephrase that i watched the first episode of the imagineering on disney plus which is kind of like how Disneyland and all of that kind of started with Walt Um, and the trials and tribulations that that man went through were just crazy and even for the Florida site for Disney World it was just like one thing after another was a barrier Um, Mm -hmm. and I think for me what he represents barring everything else and what Disney has become and the you know the massiveness of it for me Disney has always been childhood wonder and dreams and if you know it's that whole dream big and you can do it you know that kind of feel has for me personally that's what disney has always been and that's what walt represents for me um minus any other outside factors when i when somebody says walt disney that's my first image is like oh childhood and fantasy and fun and then you can just dream it and if you can dream it you can make it happen 
So that was kind of mushy. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think that that fits what a lot of people probably think about when they think about <clears throat> Disney, especially early Disney and the beginnings of Disney. You know, it's I mean, mm-hmm. even, you know, even their symbol and even when a movie is starting, you still have that, you know, kind of magical thing that that Disney represents. Yeah. Um, Susie, do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, no, yeah. I mean, just Disney, like Walt Disney and just Disney do have like very strong, um, like fond childhood memories attached to them. Uh, just, mm-hmm. uh, but I will say that I disagree with some goings on. You disagree. In, in the, like what they're doing and like the whole like monopoly business and everything. Yeah. And we'll definitely but, touch on um, that. But yeah, just like. But growing up it just it 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 meant a lot and it, like hopefully it can mean mean a lot more to like a new generation of kids as well and just have like a fond place in their memories with the new stuff cool awesome and then i'm going to jump in here and say we have meg joining us um which is really exciting too so meg if you want to just introduce yourself here and just say one thing that you're into we'll go back to that a little bit and then we'll continue on with the disney chat um hi i'm meg and something i'm into right now is honestly anything that i can stream and kind of (laughs) (laughs) forget about what's going on um i've been watching a lot of parks and rec actually so that's been yeah (laughs) Getting some Mike sure on. Yay, me too. I've actually been watching Parks and Rec right now too. That's the um, you missed, and this is a little aside to everybody. But before we started recording, we were talking, and I was asking if if I couldn't remember if anybody else on here other than you, Meg, was going to be on uh, next week's episode talking about those shows, and and uh, Sasha said she had never seen any of them, and then <laughs> and Susie said she oh, had no. never seen the Office, oh. and I guess I let out a sound that only dogs can hear. So. <laughs> No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You haven't watched The Office? No, I've never seen it. Uh-oh. Sorry, I don't mean to have you, have you be piled on there. Well, now now I feel like I may as well just not be here. No. <laughs> sorry, I just had to I had to throw that out there when you said that because I'm I'm watching Parks and Rec for the upteenth time as well right now. So Yeah. Well, and The Office is like my comfort show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, and I saw I read somewhere where someone's like it's the best thing. I can put it on my phone and like just put it in my pocket and not have to actually see anything because I've seen it so many times just listening. I can visualize what's going on. And that's yeah. pretty much like I'll put it on and I have to take my glasses off to go to bed, but I'll put it on and I'll just listen to it till I fall asleep. It's it's yeah. a normal amount of time. <laughs> yeah, spend. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Well, sorry <laughs> for that little sidetrack, people, but that made me think of that. Okay, great. Well, um, Meg, what is what does Walt Disney mean to you? Like, just I mean, I mean the early days and, and Walt Disney himself. And what do you think of when you think of Walt Disney? That's a big question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, you know, I have always been a really big fan of Disney movies, and my like Pete's Dragon when I was Pete's Dragon and Dumbo I think when I was like two years old according to my parents were my favorite movies and I would run around the house and just go oh Pete oh Pete where are you Um, and that was kind of the start of like a lifelong 
love of of Disney of Disney. Um, Walt Disney is kind of a mixed bag. Like he created some wonder a wonderful world, mm-hmm. but he wasn't really like a great person. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I've always loved Disney movies and stuff. Yeah, well, and and for me, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I, I will say this, and I've said this on our last bonus episode. I have very mixed feelings about Disney overall, um, and I, I've never been an animated fan, a fil- fan of animated films. I just never have. Even as a kid, I wasn't that big of a fan. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I, and I know there have been accusations with Walt Disney that he was racist or anti-Semitic, which a lot of people that knew him say that isn't true. Um, you know, so there's, there's, he's kind of a mixed bag, but I think what he did, despite my misgivings about some of Disney, um, is pretty incredible. I mean, it is a pretty incredible legacy to leave Mm -hmm. and things that he created. And like you were saying, Sasha, the stuff he had to go through to create this legacy is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it's like, it's a mixed bag, but you can't deny uh, what he did and what he created and what he gave this world and gave kids. And like you were saying before, Sasha, too, about that wonderment and that amazement and that that feeling of uh, joy and um, innocence in a way. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And even his signature, you know, I'm, I'm looking at his signature right now and even his signature, which they used, of course, is 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 so um, kid like childlike and whimsical so can i just say i wish i I could write like that like i would love to have that handwriting oh yeah me too you can't even make out my name and my signature (laughs) no i have the worst handwriting ever and i remember when i was a kid looking at his signature i could never figure out the d and and anyone would think it was a g like growing up yes i was like how do you get disney (laughs) with it i'm like what like, where is he from that they pronounce G's? Duh. <laughs> I was very confused as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does kind of, especially looking at it right now, you really can see that. So, yeah. But, yeah. Awesome. Okay. And has everybody been to the theme parks to World or Land? Nope. I, yes. have, I have been to Disney World about four or five times i've never been to disneyland so okay okay and sasha you said yes yeah although uh full disclosure i was 10 <laughs> i am significantly older than that now we won't disclose how old well and i was supposed to be going to disneyland in three weeks obviously that's not oh, happening. Oh, i had to cancel a trip too it's it's a bummer yeah yeah, yeah I'm sorry guys um, Susie have you been to either one never never no. the closest I no. ever got to anything Disney theme park and or cruise related was the um, the Little Mermaid VHS that would show like the little the, <laughs> the outs <laughs> like you know like, like it shows like, anyone, anyone who this is really going to age me but anyone who, who had a VHS copy of the little mermaid during that time right before the movie there was like a little commercial of like this cruise <laughs> ship and then this voice saying yep sail on a 
on a trip of wonderment and magic and blah, blah, blah. And a hand, a cloudy hand, would just reach down and grab the cruise ship <laughs> out of the water. And the cloud was Mickey Mouse. See, that does yep. not sound <laughs> I like... I remember that. That does not sound like anything I'd want to have. <laughs> like, from <laughs> being... Today. <laughs> from being on a cruise ship... Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> to being on a Disney cruise ship. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I absolutely love the theme parks. I actually, the last time I was at Disney World was not this past October, but the one before that. I went with Carla, and uh-huh. we met up, and we did the Food and Wine Festival in Epcot and just drank around the world together, and it was... Oh, that would be fun. It was amazing. I, I had more more fun as an adult, I think. Um, yeah, and then I took my kids there for the first time, like f- four years ago, I think. And it's honestly, it's more fun, I think, to go with your kids in some ways than it is to go as a kid, just because they're so excited and they're so into it, and and seeing it all kind of through their eyes is something that was really awesome. Um, the temper tantrums were less so. But <laughs> but that stuff was but seeing there. But every park, every park, but Magic yeah. Kingdom sold beer, so we were okay. <laughs> you guys were like, this, this, oh, this is great Disney rides. Let's go. Like giant, <laughs> giant beers that you could just carry around with you is magical. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, and I. The only time I ever went was I was maybe 10. It might have been a couple. Yeah, it was about 10 or 11. And we flew out there. It was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. So it might have been a couple of years before that. But And we flew out and our plane got delayed by hours and hours. And this was back at Stapleton, the old airport here in Denver. And so we didn't leave the airport until maybe like our plane didn't leave until maybe 1 or 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we got in and got into, you know, and went to like our, our hotel, which was ended up being really crummy. And then we went to Disneyland in the morning. And so we were so tired, you know, tired kids and Disneyland. So it's, so I really want to go back sometime because it wasn't the best experience just because we were so exhausted. And my poor mom having to deal with, you know, two kids who are tired from no sleep and she hasn't gotten any sleep. So that's kind of my only memory of it. I've never been to Disney World. I've never been to Florida, period. So What? Um, <laughs> I know. I know. I'll go. Some, I have to go. Well, I have to see Carla. I was going to say, so. well, I was saying, I was joking with my family. Um, not even joking. I was like, well, for my 40th birthday, um, which is in five years, I was like, we're going to go to Disney World. No kids, just us. And so there you go. There's your excuse. You can come drink with us. In Disney, there. Okay. Well, I've only I've actually <laughs> there we go. In five yeah, and years. I've only flown there as an adult. Anytime I was a kid, because we're from the Midwest, it's just like, why would you fly when you can drive there in nineteen hours? Um, so that's what we would do. <laughs> is we would drive down there, and at least one time we went because we would go quite a bit. I had family who lived down in in the area. Um, but we would drive down there with our pop-up camper in the middle of summer and camp at Fort Wilderness in Disney World. And that was probably the coolest thing ever to me as a kid. Um. 
But anyway, that's that's all I have to cool. say. Cool. <laughs> no, I have cool. I so for my Disneyland story real quick. Um, uh-huh. We went and I if anybody does the math on this, I'm gonna be real salty. So. <laughs> 1985 we went and it was the 30th anniversary of disney and so every 30th person was getting some kind of like prize Uh you know like a stuffed animal or a hat or something and then i don't remember how it worked but it was still numbers of 30 and then every whatever thousandth whatever would get a free pass to come back that was valid for their life so you could come back one time you know it was a Mm one-time thing I, I still have that's that. amazing you should go oh, wow. that would be so cool i so my plan is that i wanted to use it you know because it was the 30th anniversary so i figured you know if i could hold out <laughs> and wait until you know i turn 60 mm-hmm. then i could use it and it would be like a big thing Although I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But I still have that pass. I was not going to use it on this trip that I had scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have that. That's really so, cool. Because that was my... Yeah. And I know there's not very many of them left because somebody I just saw... I think it was this year somebody used one. And they were like, there's still some of these around? Like, it, it made the news. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. going to be on the news? That would be amazing. I, let's hope I'm not. Gonna be ready. Oh, I can't wait to see you on I'm <laughs> when I'm sick. I can't wait to see you on the news and like I remember talking to her and she had this whole plan <laughs> how she was gonna do it. <laughs> I'll pull up the podcast. <laughs> I'll call my now. local news and be like, "Hey, there's a lady for <laughs> sixty years old who's going to Disney on her free pass from 1985, and I talked to her on a podcast." Yep. <laughs> Aren't I hot tomorrow? claim to fame. Yes, exactly. But say what you want about Disney as a company. Their their theme parks and the way those are run, like the and the people who work there are amazing. Like they're heroes. They're um they're a fan. A friend of mine actually used to be a character actor. Um so I heard some fun stories. Um and sh- but they work so hard and there is like nothing that you can ask for that they will not make work free. And it's, it's fantastic. My actually, yeah. my little cousin actually just did a college intern program and she was working on the millennium Falcon. Oh, yes. She was on the, the, the <laughs> smugglers run was like what she was working on. And it's like, it was so exciting. But they're fantastic. Like everyone who See? works there is just amazing. That That's was the whole so- point of my trip is I wanted to go build a sassy <laughs> droid. <laughs> well, I hope you can go. The whole thing was I was I was going for the Star Wars for Galaxy's Edge and I was going to build a BB-8 unit, but I you can get personality chips and I wanted to see if I could make Well, think sassy. of it this way though. If you had to have your trip canceled, is doesn't it work that it's a time where everything can get refunded? And here's the here's the best part about this is, and obviously full disclaimer, not an ad, not promoting anybody. Uh, I booked on mm-hmm. Southwest Airlines, and they have an amazing cancellation change thing, and they've extended. So because my trip falls between March first and May thirtieth, I can. Normally, your funds expire after a year, 
they extended it to June of like 2021. So So I have an entire thing. The Disney tickets that I've already pre-purchased because you have to do that so that you can book Mm -hmm. all of these experiences. um, Those are extended instead of a full year. They're extended like a year and a half or two years out. And then the hotel that I booked, I can cancel. I had free cancellation up to 24 hours in advance. So I'm not out anything and all of my tickets got extended. So I can basically redo this trip same time next year. That's good. If I wanted to. So, and Disney, I know they got inundated and they got slammed that people were mad about their trips being canceled and tickets. So they changed their um, policy on unused tickets because of this and i think that that as a company is kind of a cool thing to do um southwest did the same thing my my tickets we are gonna we were going on a trip and everything got like the whole city that we were going to got shut down anyway so it's like well okay we can go to another city and sit in our house (laughs) cannot do anything um but we had bought like non-refundable tickets and stuff like that but because of the situation we are able to get those like get vouchers for the next i think two years it is um it's real nice yeah <laughs> but i'm still sad we've been planning that trip for so long anyway back to disney <laughs> okay cool let's get back to yeah back to disney so what i'm going to do now is this um if everyone has their favorite walt disney films or shows ones before disney plus so before disney plus came along uh, meg what are some of your favorite disney films um my one of my favorite just full uh one movies just full stop is beauty and the beast i gotta say um like i just it's the first movie i remember seeing in the theater um i went with my grandma and grandpa and i absolutely love it it's it's the music the story the all of it is fantastic i also so i grew up also in kind of disney's golden age with like aladdin and and Little Mermaid and all that. So I'm a sucker for all of those. Um, and Lady and the Tramp, I guess. Sorry, I'm a little off because I was running late today. So I'm a little... Oh, oh it's okay. Off today. Sorry. <laughs> you're fine. No, you're fine. You're naming some great movies. So, yeah. And then Sasha, what are some of your favorite Disney movies? So I think my all-time favorite Disney movie, and I find myself to be kind of an odd out on this one is um the I love that fox movie. and hound uh, oh um but it's funny because well when i tell people that like that's one of my favorites they're like oh yeah i love that movie but it never makes their like top five list they're like oh no it's a good one i love it but these ones you know and i think it's a lot of that the beauty and the beast and aladdin and all of that became mm-hmm. so big so fast um and I mean, the animation is phenomenal. And I mean, technology changes, right? So some older movies aren't as, they don't hold up as well. Um, Also, some of their themes don't hold up as well. But I think for me, that one has always been like kind of a buddy movie. So I've always loved Mm -hmm. that one. Um, The one that will make me sob endlessly is Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. I just cry at Dumbo. Um, you know, so that I think, but definitely, you I know, through, I love I my Todd and Topper. I watched Fox so and the Hound that was my nonstop. Like, 
It, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. it was about that movie, but I just adored it. And I always wanted a Fox kit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, and for me, I find that the Disney movies, it's funny because people will be like, oh, what's your favorite character or whatever? And, you know, everybody's like, oh, I love Ariel or I love, you know, Belle, the princesses. I like the minor characters. So like, and the, bear with me here. <laughs> so Pocahontas. I am all about Miko, that raccoon, and Flit, the little uh, hummingbird. They are my favorite thing in that movie. I don't know. They're objectively which is weird. I know, but <laughs> like, I like the little. Well, yeah, you know, I they're just so funny. So, I like the minor characters more than the princesses. I think I don't think I've ever really been a big princess movie fan. That's cool, though, because, yeah, like you said, that is kind of the yeah. majority of what people think of. Um, and then, mm -hmm. Susie, what are some of your favorite Disney movies? Oh, well, let's see here. <laughs> there was, uh, there was, <laughs> there was the, the Little Mermaid, um, Beauty and the Beast. Well, especially the Christmas special that they did, like the Christmas. Yes, movie. that was so good. It was one of the only good yeah. sequels for a long time. Tim Curry as that freaking huge organ? Yes. <laughs> God, I love him. Alice <laughs> um, in Wonderland. Um, I remember also a really big one for me was also Flubber, because in a way it kind of helped introduce me to Robin Williams and all his fabulosity. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so, yeah. Oh, oh, Emperor's New Groove. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. a goofy movie. <laughs> oh, my God. That yes. dance? Yes. Oh my god, are you talking about the dance assassin? No, I was talking about the the stand out among the crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I had that whole thing memorized. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I remember the Sasquatches, his little Sasquatches like dance where he's yes. moving his finger like side to side in a, a little boogie. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing it right now in case you, in case you can't see me. And but... then I I'm going to try real hard to not sing yes, and do the weird little things I do that are associated with Disney. Because <laughs> no, when, cool. well, when you're talking about Fox and the Hound, I still always say, I can't remember even what the response is. I always just go, I'm a hound dog. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like my mother says that when I was a kid, apparently after, during watching The Emperor's New Groove or after watching it, I would always do what Cusco does and just do like the head bobbing and the uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that would just do that around the house. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 35 and I'm sitting, like as an adult, I'm, I'm a hound dog. <laughs> I mean, we all, we all record yeah. our fun things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have those things. Were there any other ones other than those ones, Susie? Sorry. Uh, Were you about to say another one? Or no? Did it say a lot? In, I don't know. There's like a lot running through my head now, and I'm just yeah. <laughs> That's fine. And Tarzan. And, ooh, oh, Tarzan. I was in a conversation that I without that um was going on with me and some classmates. Um, we were all talking about how like without fail, you just hear the song that plays during um when Tarzan's mom is like cradling him mm -hmm. when he's a baby, and it's it's like the Phil Collins song, and it's like. For one so small, you seem so strong. And everyone's like, ah! The tears! <laughs> the feels! Right there. 
Um, and for me, like I said, I'm not a big fan of animated films, uh, but I was babysitting once and this girl I babysat, she would play like five seconds of an animated film and then want to play a new one. And she put on Beauty and the Beast and I'm a sucker for love stories anyway, but she put on Beauty and the Beast and there was something about it that I instantly loved and she wanted to switch it. And I'm like, no, 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 we should keep watching this one. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's how I fell in love with that movie. And I, and you know, I know it's problematic, the whole idea of it, but still I just absolutely yeah. love that yeah. movie. I love Belle. Um, I'm one of the few people that I actually liked the live um, version of it. Um, <laughs> And I just, I, I just love the story. I love the story of Beauty and the Beast anyway. And I just thought it was such a beautiful version of it. And it's one of the few um, animated films that I can watch over and over and over again. Um, so that's a great one. And then I'm going to mention a couple that aren't animated here. Um, Never Cry Wolf was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, and if you don't know that one, that's where the guy gets stuck um, and gets friends with wolves and learns how to kind of live like a wolf um so i i really love that movie that's yeah well, i remember that movie from the 80s that's a really good one um mm-hmm. and the journey of natty gan was partially <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to apologize so that's that's another one that i absolutely love um and uh, John Cusack was great in that movie too. Just throwing that out there, but that that was a fun one to watch. And then, um, of course, Tron. Um, I loved Tron as a kid. Um, and then I'm mm-hmm. going to throw out um, another one here because of my love of dogs. Um, the oh, the Homeward I Bound, Homeward Incredible Bound Journey. Kid. Oh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, and. Uh, those dogs reminded me a lot of dogs I've had. And the cat was very much like a cat. We had uh, shadow who we rescued from the street. We found her literally on a cube of ice in the alley and rescued her. And she was the coolest cat I've ever known. The toughest cat I've ever known. She caught an (laughs) owl once. I mean, she was just like the most incredible cat. And she, she ended up losing one of her legs but she still like was just incredibly tough and strong and lived a long time. So I love that movie so much. And that movie makes me cry every time I watch it. So those are some of, some of my mm-hmm. favorite ones. There are a bunch of other ones that are released by other studios um, that are under Walt Disney films or under Walt Disney, but I won't list any of those, but um, those are the ones that are under the Walt Disney well, uh, pictures. Aaron, I want to um, let you know. There. So, I just oh, sorry. I just want to let Erin yeah. know she's not alone in liking no, no, the live so action Beauty and the Beast because I liked it too. Okay. Oh, <laughs> what is that? Oh, good. About to jump in, Susie. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Ookie. Yes. I keep forgetting how many, like, how many movies are Disney movies, like, even before the world. Um, but no, like Hercules and Mulan are two of my other favorites. Like, I always have, mm-hmm. and my nephew is actually, yes. my nephew's 11. Um, and he, my sister told me that at one point he told my sister that I was kind of weird because I always have uh, make a man out of you, it seems, just always running through my head in the background. <laughs> and I will randomly, I will randomly <laughs> burst into song of singing Make a Man Out of You because it's one of the best songs ever. 
but I forgot to mention Hercules and Mulan is favorite. I have a lot of favorites. I love them all pretty much. Yeah, if That's "Make cool. a Man Out of You" isn't on your isn't on mm-hmm. any type of workout playlist, what are you doing? Oh, with your life? so exactly <laughs> right. So we have we have an exactly, and I would play Beat Saber. And one of the mods that we had found had "Make a Man Out of You" as one of the songs. And if you don't know what Beat Saber is, is so it's basically kind of like. Um, guitar hero or something except like these blocks come flying at you and you have two lightsabers that you have to like i'm i'm demonstrating physically right now because you guys can see that Um, but you have to like (laughs) cut through the bricks and Mm -hmm. one of the songs is make a man out of you and it was so cool and my husband teased me so much because i would just do it over and over again and i would feel like a samurai even though samurais aren't chinese but that's okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you were just, you were just I was, I was we have a rule that no one's allowed to record you when you're doing the VR <laughs> because it's, there's a funky movie oh it's amazing <laughs> I love that well, and, and you know what's interesting about Disney is when you're looking, because I'm looking at a huge list on Wikipedia of all Disney films, and what you realize is like with Touchstone Pictures, mm-hmm. which was associated with, with Disney, the movies under there that you would never associate with, and Hollywood Pictures and stuff that you would never associate with the Disney name necessarily, like The Rock yeah. and, you know, that one where they escaped from Alcatraz, that one, and mm-hmm. um, I believe on here was... Um, Oh, sorry. I had it right in front of my face, but it left. But just a lot of these movies that are like, okay, they're just like Ed Wood and stuff like that, that I don't really associate with a Disney picture necessarily. Um, Color of Night, which is like an old um, Bruce Willis movie, really bad movie, but that's on there and quiz show and all these things. I, I even saw a couple of horror movies and yeah, so it's that's that's what's really interesting of looking through the the list because you automatically, I think, the first thing you think of it, or at least I do, is Absolutely. animation. Well, and then when you throw um, Pixar, the into first it, thing you think of for even, me. Yeah, exactly. We haven't even yeah. talked about Toy yeah. Story, and that's one of the greatest franchises oh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will say, I've only seen one Toy Story movie, and I don't. It was the. It was, it was one that was nominated for Best Picture because I used to go to the Best Picture Showcase at AMC where you watch all of them. So I watched it there. And I will say I did love it. I did I did cry. So I'm refraining from a, making noises that only dogs can hear. Now. Like, how, just so you know. Just make, just make noises that dogs yeah. uh, can't hear. Like me, when everyone talks about liking the live-action Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I won't even go over the, all of the ones that are famous uh, ones that you guys have mentioned that I have never seen. <laughs> Wait, yeah. What's wrong that? We can talk about yeah, Enchanted. Well, moving on. Moving on. I've seen myself. all of them. I oh actually have never gosh, seen it's not even It's live action. <laughs> I know. I know. And I love and I love Amy Adams. And I love, uh, what's his name? Who's in there? Excuse me. Who plays the guy? No. Wasn't wasn't there another Patrick Dempsey? Oh, yes. And then Adina, Adina Menzel. Come on, I'm I'm having a lot of emotions. I think you Adele 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 I'm having a lot of emotions now. (laughs) So 
sorry, guys. I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. I've seen, yes, please give them to me. Like Enchanted. I, I have made my children watch Enchanted because I felt like my kids are seven and 11 years old. And I'm like, hey, guys, let's watch Enchanted. And they're like, no, I don't really feel like I'm like, we're watching Enchanted. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so I have a fun house. <laughs> cool. Well, um, let's get because we won't be able to cover really too much of Pixar. So I'm going to skip ahead just because the big thing with Disney right now is Disney plus. Um, does every, I, I don't have Disney plus, but does everybody else on here have Disney plus? No. Okay. Yes. No, you don't either Susie. No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Um, well then for Megan and Sasha, I'll start with you, Megan. What are, um, what's, what are your thoughts on Disney plus and what are some of your favorite things? On um, Disney I actually plus? am really excited about Disney plus. Um, I so I love The Simpsons being on Disney Plus and my 11-year-old has really kind of fallen in love with The Simpsons and it's been really fun to kind of especially the earlier seasons from when I was a kid and watching those with her. Um I'm excited that I got to get rid of my VHS collection. <laughs> um those weren't as as worth as much money as we all thought they would be. Um, no, I I really just, I love seeing movies and shows that I kind of forgot about as I've gotten older. And like, even with talking to you guys about stuff, I like things come into your brain. And I think when we talk about like our favorite movies or our favorite shows that are Disney, I think a lot of it, at least for me, is tied to the memories that you have as a child with them. Um, so it's been really kind of cool digging through and exploring some of those shows that I, and, and movies that I kind of forgot existed. And one day I'm even going to watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> I'm going to get there. <laughs> I was I, like, I'm sure I accidentally spoiled, <laughs> I guess, spoilers for the three other people who haven't watched it. Um, I spoiled baby Yoda for my husband by complete accident. <laughs> And I hadn't even seen the show or anything like that. A bunch of tweets about Baby Yoda. And I was like, oh, my God, isn't Baby Yoda so cute? And my husband was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So apparently, apparently that was a really big spoiler. (laughs) I had no idea. um, I had to explain to a friend, like, that Baby Yoda Yoda? wasn't actually Baby Yoda. I haven't even seen the show, but I know who, what Baby Yoda was and where he is in the context of the story. And she was like, the Mandalorian makes no sense because Baby Yoda, because Yoda wouldn't have been a baby around that time period, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you even know what it's, do you even know that that's not like baby, baby Yoda? That's like Yoda, a, a baby of Yoda's species. <laughs> See, I didn't know that either, but and, I've, I've seen she, Baby Yoda everywhere, but. Yeah. And she just got real quiet for a moment. Like, <laughs> okay. She was getting real upset about the timeline. And I was like, Hold on a second. And and um, Sasha, since I know you have it too, what are some of your favorite shows on there, or what what are your thoughts on Disney Plus in general? <clears throat> well, I when Disney Plus was announced, I like I told you earlier, I drank the Disney Kool Aid. Um. I jumped off that bridge so fast it wasn't even funny. I went ahead and it was like, hey, you can do it for 
70 bucks for the whole year. Yep. <laughs> Sign me up. Because <laughs> it's a discount than paying it month by month. And then I went and told my husband, by the way, I just got Disney Plus for a whole year. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so, it was fine. Um, but the main reason, not going to lie, that I got it was for Mandalorian. So, um, that was the main reason that I did it and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I know that there's a bunch of people that have love-hates with it, but I loved the whole thing. I won't go into it because that's more Star Wars than Disney. Um, but what I like about the Disney Plus is, like Meg said, like the older movies, you know, going back and watching those. Um, my husband is at least yes! twice a week watching Mulan or Aladdin. Like he puts it on <laughs> to fall asleep to. So I regularly wake up with either Aladdin songs or Mulan songs stuck in my head because I'm hearing them as I'm sleeping because that's his going to sleep thing. Um, so it's just been cracking me up. A bunch of Hercules too. Like those are the top three in rotation right now. But what I like about it is yeah. the access. Um, and again, I plugged it in the beginning for National Geographic. I know that's no. kind of weird to say, but I like the access that Disney Plus has for other things. Like you can, you know, I'm a big Nat Geo fan. So for me, that was fun. And a lot of their um, original stories, like Imagineering, that's the story of Disney. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Goldblum has a series on there and he's just kind of a really wacky dude, but he does things like he did one on ice cream. He's done tennis shoes and it's like he picks one topic and goes into crazy detail and goes to conventions and different things about that item um so that's been really cool to watch they just i think overall the programming is broad spectrum so there's something for everybody yeah, well, and it's not just um, kid based if that yeah, makes sense amazing like it's, it's one of those things and i know we we mentioned a little bit about what's yes. been going on but my kids yes. school's closed indefinitely right now um <clears throat> And so trying to think of, cause, and I'm very, very lucky that I get to work from home. I already worked from home four days a week before everything started happening. Um, but when my kids are like, we want screen time. And I'm like, that's fine. Watch one of these Disney nature shows. And at least I feel like there's something, there's something of worth in there too with what you're watching rather than just mm -hmm. playing Minecraft for eight hours a day and discovery and all that stuff but that's a different that's a different podcast um but going back to what i was saying as far as like the older <laughs> movies and stuff like that i don't know if any of yep. you guys have kids or anything like that but revisit yeah okay so but you i think you'd still <laughs> mine are grown <laughs> but i think you'd still understand like revisiting stuff that you loved as a kid with your kid is something that I've really, really yep. enjoyed with Disney Plus and being able to do and kind of and, you know, forcing my children to watch movies that I liked as a kid. Um, like, you will love this movie. I don't care. <laughs> um, but that's something really cool. And I, I was the same as you. As soon as it was like $70 a year, I was like, I'm on it. <laughs> Even if I didn't have children. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's just been nice. well, and I did the free seven day, five day, whatever trial it was, and I watched the live action Lady and the Tramp. Which oh, I haven't watched it yet. I was so scared to. That was so bad. Um, oh, that was bad. I didn't want to really ruin bad. Lady it's, and the Tramp. It's really bad. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. 
<laughs> and I watched another one on there with, um, I think it was Noelle or something like that with, um, oh, what's her name? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, with Anna Kendrick. Yeah, it was it was okay. I did not watch that. Yeah, and so so I watched and I looked around. It was just, um, I think I was just kind of like, okay, well, even though I I, I like a lot of Marvel movies, um, and so I know that would have been a, a a reason to keep it. I just didn't for some reason. Maybe someday I'll go back and keep it. And I love Nat Geo. I that would be a reason to have it. Would be for them, frankly, because um, I like a lot of those shows. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but. But I do, I mean, I don't have kids. I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really show him stuff and be like, remember this. But but, but I but I do know that whole nostalgia thing of going back and revisiting stuff. I've been doing a lot of that during this time, revisiting movies that I loved and going down memory lane there. And, and there can be a comfort to it. And there can also be a wonder in just seeing those things through adult eyes. And getting eyes. the jokes. Um, I think it kind of... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that too. Yes, <laughs> that too. But not only that, you also see yeah, the flaws. Yeah, there's some movies where I refuse to just yeah. believe that that, flaws. that like, didn't I refuse age to acknowledge well. anything problematic about Beauty and the Beast. Like I want to skate right over all of it. Like I don't care. This is my jam. <laughs> I live here. Um, but there's stuff like there's yeah. stuff like with Dumbo that I it's it's pretty cringy. Some of those scenes to go back and watch so i'm just like eh, i think we're okay but i'm not gonna watch the tim burton oh, yeah. version so <laughs> what does that do so yeah that was real I bad to see it is i love colin farrell like i love colin farrell so yeah yeah he couldn't save it uh, I've seen it. It was real bad. Have any of you seen it? I think the one saving point for me was that the only thing that I was doing is I kept focusing on Eva Green's costumes and makeup. I was like, oh, just in a shining <laughs> beacon, we'll get through this together. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Oh, really? Well, I I'm not going to lie, I couldn't even finish it. I fell asleep and didn't go back. Of, of the movies. Like, I did like Beauty and the Beast, but I still prefer the animated version and stuff like that. Um, I'm so super yeah like against all of my better judgments super excited mm-hmm. about uh the live action mulan that will hopefully at some point come out but i'm really pissed that lee shang isn't on there yeah anymore like and there's no music so how am i gonna jam on, on beat saber <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's there's no there's no Mushu and a crap. But it still looks really, really good. So I'm I'm trying to go into it without having like I, yeah. Mulan kind of in my brain. And that's kind mm-hmm. of how I try and go to all of these adaptations or any adaptation is try and separate like the previous thing and just try and go at it go towards or go at it with the open mind. But some of them like Lady and the Lady and the Tramp, I'm sorry, that movie is perfect, and the live action just—it's hard. I couldn't even. I couldn't. I couldn't even try to watch it. Yeah, like like I, it was I, bad. You can't it's not live action. Yeah. You don't actually have yeah, dogs. So bad. Like they're, and that's the thing that drove me crazy about the live action, quote unquote, Lion King. And I was like, no, you don't have lions just hanging out with baboons. <laughs> 
It's not live action. It's more realistic yeah. animation. <laughs> Someone did a comparison <laughs> between that and Cats that I completely agree with. That um, that the Lion King they probably should have done more of like a of like mm-hmm. a practical makeup effect to the actors for Lion King, just to you know like lend a little bit more realism but still keep it in that like world. And so you could do a whole episode. We could do a whole episode just about cats <laughs> and how I recently apparently heard about the, the whole editing of, the podcast. of um, cat buttholes from the movie. Oh yeah, there's there's a version that has them in it, I guess supposedly. So I mean, yeah, apparently, like someone said that like when they went to go see it, they themselves didn't see it. Their friend did, but they said that their friend like leaned over to them at some point and was like. That person in the background is just wearing a green suit. I'm wondering what blackmail material they had on every single person of high caliber that is in that movie. Like Idris Elba, what do they, what dirt, what dirt do they have on you, Judy Dench? Ding. (laughs) No. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't see it. I avoided it. I, I, I will probably watch it someday, maybe for the cringe factor and, you know. And how long we're all quarantined. Um, well, let's get back to this. <laughs> yeah, we could do, we could do it like a hate watch back commentary. To- like, what is this? Yeah, let's okay. Let's get back to Disney here, um, and I'm gonna start talking about something where, like I've warned you, I'm gonna have a lot of negative things to say about Disney here. Um, Disney recently, of course, took over a lot of studios. As people know, they now own Mar- Marvel films, they own Lucas films, they took over 20th Century Fox, which now they got rid of the Fox, and now it's just 20th Century Studios. Um, they took over Fox Searchlight, which was the independent branch of 20th Century Fox, and they got rid of the Fox part on that one as well. Um, and so now they own a lot of films. They even, I mean, because of taking over that, they also own a lot of smaller films. And what they also have quietly done is done what Disney did a lot with their animated films, which, you know, they'd put their animated films into a vault and then re-release them to make more money. Well, they're doing that quietly with a lot of smaller independent films, which is part of the reason that I have such an issue with Disney right now, Um, because they're not putting them in there to re-release them necessarily. They're just kind of putting them in there, getting rid of them, because those don't make as much money and they're about money right now. That's the way I kind of view it. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there first before I go on a long, long tirade. I'll go to you guys first and then I'll go on my little, um, tirade about Disney. So, uh, Meg, what are your thoughts about Disney taking over Lucasfilms, um, Marvel, all that stuff? it's a reflection on failed leadership as far as the government goes and antitrust laws and like the loss of that, um, safety net to keep companies separate. I, I like I've gone on and gushed about how much I love Disney movies and the parks, but as a company and a corporation, I have, I wish I could separate, like I try really hard to separate kind of all the stuff I like about Disney and this whole monolith of a company that's literally just buying all of the content. And especially with some of their, more right-leaning censorship that they're doing. Um, I find it really unnerving that they're just buying everything seemingly completely unchecked 
Like there is nobody who is like, hey, maybe mm-hmm. you don't need to own ABC and Fox. Like, I and I, I don't understand. I I wish that antitrust laws were back in place to break them up. But yeah, I, I just it makes me sad because <laughs> there's such a contrast between Disney the company in my like little three-year-old brain apparently um between the company and the content for a lot of the stuff so yeah sasha do you have anything you want to add to that i feel very similar to meg on that like i i full-on drank the disney kool-aid i love the disney the disney has very nostalgic lots of feels for me um do I agree that they should own everything? No, no, you should not own everything. Um, so that is a little, it creates some chaos in my brain. Um, but it's, again, it's well, one of those. You can't boycott it because like, I don't, you wouldn't have. How do I fix it? Hardly anything at this point. So does it suck? Yes. Um, but again i'm with you like in my toddler brain but it's disney and i love the disney and i'm gonna keep watching the disney and keep buying the disney and they've got pixie dust and i'm all about the pixie dust because i (laughs) am hooked on it i don't know it's an interesting (laughs) struggle there it's a yeah um susie Mm -hmm. um it's it well in my brain i've been able to like separate like the good happy memories that I have connected to Disney and also like the really intense like dislike that I have for current like goings on within that company like especially how they treat the workers at the at the parks and resorts like utter garbage how they give them like the lowest wages they can and it's I it's not okay I don't like it and I also have a really big issue with how whenever a di- an animated Disney movie comes out, it always, like, it's almost guaranteed to win all the awards. And I think this anger started back in, like, 2013 with Frozen, like, during the Academy Awards of that time. And, like, uh, a couple of other movies that I had liked were up for also, like, nomination, like The Croods and The Wind Rises and... And I was, like, really excited for those two to win because the crew had, like, this beautiful, like, it had a really good story about, like, family and, like, overcoming old traditions to embrace new ones and togetherness and just how colorful and beautiful the world was. And and the wind rises, like, Studio Ghibli just, like, knocks it out of the park every time. It's It's gorgeous, but... And it just, it made me so upset that Frozen one because, like, afterwards... Um, it was reported that the people that had voted for Frozen, they were like, "Oh, I have I didn't even bother to see any of the other movies. Like Frozen is Disney, so it was good." I gotta say so that's, I why, good, that's so, why so I excited when Into the Spider Verse so, beat when- Disney for Best Animated. I got so excited. Yeah, I know, and it made, it made me really upset because it was like, okay, so just because they're like a name brand, you're gonna go with that over like supporting films from other studios that probably also deserve that recognition. And they're probably even more deserving of it. Like 
it, like the year prior, Paranorman and Rise of the Guardians were also in that same like, um, in that same like category for best movie, along with like Pirates Band of Misfits. And those three movies to me, they're like, they're like uh, Paranorman and Pirates Band of Misfits. They're both like kind of like stop motion claymation movies, and the work that goes into them, and like the behind the scenes that I've seen for those of people showing like their passion for it and how happy it made them. And just like Rides of the Guardians is such, I just, I really love it. And I'm upset that we didn't get more of those. And I think partially it can be due to fact that Disney just like steamrolls over everything else mm-hmm. and just like towards all the awards for itself, like the little <laughs> golem creature. Like, hey, hey. Huh. Yeah. I, well, in my head, I have been able to like say like, okay, this is the part that we like like the happy memories that it brought us and the just like the fun stuff associated with it but we also have to acknowledge the issue here and how we just can't like like just like completely ignore it or completely push it away we still have to accept that disney is is funness and happiness and pixie dust but in a way it's still kind of like a hydra it's still kind of a, a monster in some ways yeah yeah and for me um i'm i'm a huge fan of independent films as i've said on here before i write a lot of screenplays that basically the only people that would ever make them uh with the exception of horror screenplays would be independent studios And my worry, my biggest worry with Disney is it'll be harder and harder and harder for those movies to get made. It's hard enough for them to get made now, but with Mm -hmm. a corporation coming along and trying to become a monopoly and a corporation that doesn't care about smaller films because those don't make the money, it'll become harder to do. And you have to remember, the thing to remember is you wouldn't have people like Ryan Johnson, um, Taika Waititi. You wouldn't have people like those without smaller independent films where they got their start. You know, you you wouldn't have you wouldn't have those creative geniuses without the fact that they got to start off doing smaller films and that's where they got sort of their recognition and built up over time. Um so you you lose a lot of that, I think. You lose a lot of those people that come out of film school or not even out of film school, but those people that have those visions and the only people that will take a chance on them are these smaller studios. Um, so, so you lose a lot of that. And I, I, I think the way you can fight it, honestly, the biggest way to fight it is to support those independent movies. Go see those ones that are released by a 24 releases, amazing, incredible movies. They just, they're a great studio. They released some great movies last year. Um, and so just look up, look them up. And I, I guarantee you the majority of the stuff they release is really, really good. And these are really, really good filmmakers and writers and actors and everything joining together to make some great art. Um, the other one is neon, which of course released parasite, which won best picture last year. So these, you know, there are other smaller studios as well, but I think that's the big way. I'm not saying you can't support these movies at all, that you can't support Disney because I love a lot of the Marvel films. Like I've said, I love some of the Disney films as well, but I think you have to counteract that with the smaller things. Um, 
Otherwise, you know, you're just going to get the same manufactured thing over and over again. And that's why when people say they're sick of seeing the same story over and over again, I'm like, well, the reason you see that is because you go and pay for that. That's what makes money. So that's what the studios are going to get behind. If you go out and support smaller things, things that are different, and those start to make money, then studios will get behind the smaller pictures. So it's, you know, it's, it's a business. So that's... That's that's my little. I mean, I could rant about it for a whole long episode, but I'm just going to say that for, that for right now. Sorry, Meg, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's just one of those things. Like you talk about enjoying Marvel, and people are talking about liking like Star Wars and stuff, and it's it makes me sad that those are now Disney movies. Like I enjoy the convenience of having them be um, on like Disney Plus and things like that, so I don't have to buy yet another subscription to something. It's getting to the point where cable is cheaper again. Um, but like those, it's not even like, and not even that, oh my gosh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Something, an auto ad just started blaring in my headset. But, okay. but it's not even like Star Wars and Marvel are like small indie films or anything like that. They were big blockbusters, mm-hmm. but they were also big competitors. Yeah. For Disney, and I think, and that's what Disney does, though. Like, if they don't want to compete mm-hmm. with you, they just buy you up. And I'm gonna take it just a quick second to, as far as, and it has nothing to do with Disney, but independent studios. With I thought it was really exciting that this independent studio um, had Emma, the new movie mm-hmm. for 2020, had a major theater release, and now it's actually something that we can stream at home, which is really really cool. Um, and I absolutely, I love independent movies and it's getting harder and harder to find them outside of like festivals, basically. Mm-hmm. So, and I got, I, sorry, I lost a little bit. <laughs> I lost track when all of a sudden I had like this weird advertisement playing in my ears. No, no, what you said was great. No, that's, it's, it's very true. Yeah. And I will say also that um, I have my issues with Amazon, but I will say Amazon does release um, some really good, independent films through amazon studios content yeah yeah so they have some smaller ones um so yeah and and that's 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 the thing is you know i saw i went to the women in horror film festival and i saw a movie there that is so good but they can't get distribution because they're not really known and it's a movie that i think would end up getting like cult status that kind of thing really funny horror movie um but you know those it's it's just harder and harder already for people to get their foot in the door in that industry it's always been hard but it gets harder and harder and that's just always that's that's just my worry with disney if they're gonna just make it like impossible for anyone that's not going to be doing a tentpole kind of release and and not even just that we we touched a little bit or i mentioned a little bit how their kind of social mindset is a little more to the right um, yeah, that too. The recent news where, like, Love Simon, which is a movie I absolutely oh, yeah. adore, and Disney Plus was going to be doing a series about a, a Love mm-hmm. Simon series. Um, and I don't know if it was like a million moms or whatever, but they decided to scrap it because it wasn't quote unquote family friendly. And the only thing about that movie mm-hmm. that I could see anyone thinking is not family friendly is, and if they're wrong to think that is that the main character is gay. Um, but Hulu mm-hmm. bless them snatched that story up 
and now it's going to the show is going to be on Hulu instead and it's that kind of thing that as I don't even know if it's more than or as much um as the monopoly really frustrates me because people marginalized people deserve representation and if you have one company deciding what is and is not quote-unquote appropriate for people to be seeing then we have a bigger problem as humans honestly Mm -hmm. than just than just a monopoly I guess because Mm -hmm. and that just made me so mad when I heard that they decided to scrap a show I was really excited about seeing because the character was yeah and like is it it's not 1950 (laughs) I don't understand that mindset Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was another thing that's really, really troubling about them. Yeah, because, you know, if, if you're going to it's already hard enough. And when things start to change, where you're getting more representation and then to all of a sudden backtrack there is frightening, you know, well, and, and I can't so remember something that's, that's happened with Lizzie McGuire, too. And I totally I can't remember, but. Like recently. Oh, I don't know about that. Hillary Duff, huh. Hillary Duff was pissed. That's all. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Does anyone else, does anyone know what that was about? I'm going to look it up for a second. I'll look it up here. No. Okay. Okay. Does anyone have anyone else, anyone else, anything else they want to add to that? Well, May had mentioned the, you know, snatching up competition. And it just made me think competition Mm -hmm. is what makes you better in theory, right? Like you want to outperform the other people and have a better product than the other people. So it's just weird. I mean, I get that they don't want the competition because they want to be the end all be all. So I understand that. But for me, it's like, you're right. We're going to start getting in, you know, very mainstream mashed potatoes and steak kind of movies whereas you know maybe i want some enchiladas or you know maybe i want some thai food like i want something a little more spicy than kind of the mainstream that's gonna start happening because there is no more competition so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next you know five years ten years like what does filmmaking look like because for me, my hope is that those independent people are like, screw you, we're going to do it on our own. And they're going to start producing more and more and more. You know? Yeah, absolutely. As long as we can support them. Right? But somebody's going to be like, well, I want this movie made. And somebody's going to find a way to do it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what yeah. people do. Susie, do you have anything else you want to add on that? I don't really. I feel like it's been really well encompassed that, like, yeah, like, Disney is making apple pies right now, and that's that's fine. I mean, I like apple pies, but not all the time. You gotta leave room for someone to make some other pies. Strawberry rhubarb. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> yes, get a pot of pies. Chicken pot pie. Yes. Anything in pie form There's is amazing. There pies out there that we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Is you have to have the variety out there. And so, also, as a note, uh, Luke McGuire uh, was deemed to be, quote unquote, too adult for in Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? Yes, because Lizzie grew up 
And you know what grown-ups do. Ah, seat. <laughs> oh, they about they to try <laughs> they try to pay their bills. And Lizzie's got to yeah. Lizzie's got to try and Lizzie's I was going to say they have a, mortgage. have a mortgage. Lizzie's got to try and they play taxes in New York City, so who knows what she's No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Unless she inherits an apartment from her grandmother with her two other friends. She's gonna, yeah, she's gonna, if it, yeah. to make it more Disney friendly, she could have a boyfriend and every time they go into the bedroom, she can start playing I'll Make a Man Out of You. <laughs> on the radio. Let's get down to business. See? I should write for Lizzie. Either that, like, Kevin <laughs> the Love Tonight will be like, we'll play, but it's only like the beginning part. Yes. You know, like, Timon yes, and just Timon and Pumbaa. See what's happening. <laughs> they don't have a clue. That's what she's feeling, Romance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny, and, I, and I've never actually seen an episode of Lizzie. Oh no, me either. Like, you know, but but still, but still, but still, that's just. I mean, point of reference. Come on, requires the movie. <laughs> but I mean, it's just. I, I don't know. Disney just it it just frightens me. It's something that scares me a lot. The more I hear about it, um. So yeah. So so. Like I said, I'm going to reiterate it again. If you want to try and have some variety out there and make sure variety stays, you got to support those other studios. You've got to support those other good films, those shows. Um, you know, watch watch Love Simon. Like, make it a huge hit, and then Disney can see what they did wrong. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so you know, do that. Just just support that kind of stuff, so that we can make sure that we still have choices out there and we still have variety out there and that people still have the opportunity to be seen. So let's do that. Okay. Well, on that note, I think this is a good point to wrap up here. Um, and we'll just go around and close out and have everybody say where they can be found. And if you have anything you want to plug, um, any additional recommendation you want to get out there, especially right now, since I know, um, I mean, we did do just a whole episode about this, but you know, if there are any other recommendations you guys want to get out there for people right now, um, feel free to do that at this moment. So I'll start with you, uh, Meg. Yeah, you can find me in all the places at Wisconsinac, which is W-I-S-C-O-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H. And you can blame Carla for that long Twitter handle. <laughs> made that name. Um, and <laughs> right now I am... Still procrastinating, but with what's going on, I might actually be starting to be writing season two of the Adventures of Moose and Goose podcast that my husband hey. and host, which is a fun time travel history learning podcast for kids. Um, and actually, right now, my husband is doing live readings with our daughters of past episodes. And you can find that oh, awesome. at the Adventures of Moose and Goose.com. Awesome. And we'll link that in the show notes as well for everybody. So, okay, cool. And then Sasha. Uh, yep. It's Sasha. I am going to remain unfindable as always. Um, but the one thing I do want to put out there is for all of you parents <laughs> 
who find yourself uh, now immediate homeschool teachers. Thank you. Uh, first of all, welcome to my world because <laughs> I am a teacher. So yeah, you good are. luck with that. Um, but I just, <laughs> I just want to throw out there that I know it's very difficult to keep kids contained and entertained, but um, a lot of the museums and zoos um, have great resources. I know a lot of the zoos are doing live streams of different animals. They've got, you know, 24 seven cams on different animals. So that's a good thing. And a bunch of museums uh, you can do virtual tours of right now for free. So uh, check out your local museum, see if they're one of them or hit some of the big ones. Um, I think one of the one, maybe the New York Art Museum. There's several that are doing it. So just for those of you who find yourself uh, homeschooling. Awesome. Thank you. There so are much a for bunch that. of and resources Susan. out there. Mm. Let's keep the mystique going, shall we? <laughs> Remain anonymous. But, uh, well, if, if you find yourself as a parent with a youngin and want to have them watch something educational, or if you yourself just want to watch something fun and silly and you want to get drunk to it you know have a good time in these quarantine days um give a watch to horrible history <laughs> i'm just pushing the show to anyone who will watch it because it's really actually it's very fun it's like sketch comedy it's available on hulu and amazon prime so just like watch it you have a lot of fun kids will have fun because it's like a lot of fun like bright colorful colors they'll learn things about full history um, although most of it is centered around European history because the group that makes it, they're like based in Great Britain. And, um, and there's like a lot of fun songs in there too, that you can just like sing along as you're doing. Dishes, I have to say my kids homework. love horrible history. Yes. I have a supporter. Love it. They love the books, the sh- all of it, the show. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Susie. And this is Erin. Um, and you can find me at E April Beauty on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Um, be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on Facebook twitter at fandom thing pod no it's in that one um if you have any feedback any questions um anything we got wrong anything like that you want to be interviewed on the show um which i've gone over that before but if you want to be interviewed on the show you have to be um either someone who writes about fandom someone who creates stuff that we fan about um Someone who maybe if you cosplay a lot, if you create stuff that people buy through like an Etsy shop, even uh, stuff like that. And the only qualification is you don't have to be a female. Of course, you don't have to be female identifying. You just have to be at least supporting a group that is not represented that much or part of a group that's not represented that much. So that's the only qualification there as far as to be considered to be interviewed. So you can email me at it's a fandom thing pod, all one word at gmail.com, or you can reach out through Facebook, through the DMS there as well. Um, And next week we are going to be starting our month long episodes of comedy, which I think will come in really handy right now at this time. And we're going to start, we're going to start with um, a two-parter, which who knows, maybe it'll end up being three-parter, four-parter, who knows, of co- covering uh, Michael Shore comedies, um, The Office, Parks and Rec, and The Good Place. 
which right now I recommend streaming any and all of those in this time right now. They're a great, great comfort. Um, so if you haven't Watch watched them before, some you of them guys, they're here. so good. All <laughs> Go three of these shows Give are them a so good. <laughs> like, <sighs> they are. They're, they're great. They're great. They're, they're like, yes. they're like a warm and, bowl. And I have to say, soup. if season one of either <laughs> The Office or Parks and Rec feels a little too cringy, you can go ahead to season two. It's okay. They're only, season one is exactly. only, yeah, yeah. Exactly. season one's exactly. only six yeah, episodes long on, bo- on both shows. And if you feel mm-hmm. it, like it's too, like I'm trying to get my sister, I'm, I'm talking to my early <laughs> right now. Um, so my sister, if it's too cringy, <laughs> Just go to season two. It's okay. It's okay. You'll come back and you'll watch season one. Skip I know ahead. you will. So, but don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always, yeah. I always say that to people too, especially about parks and rec, the office. I'm, I don't have a big problem with season one, but I always say that with parks and rec, go ahead and skip season one, go to it. And then you have to especially sit yes. stay to be able to meet Ben Wyatt. I mean, if you love if you love yep. Adam Scott, you have to stay in there because I, I love Adam Scott. But anyway, so so that's going to be happening. And then the other ones we're going to be doing for that month, yes. just to let you know, Sorry. we're going to be doing Schitt's Creek, um, and we're going to be doing we're going to be doing the Mindy Project, and we're going to be talking about the movie Clueless. Like I said, I'm going to try and put out some other bonus content during this time. Um, I am going to be recording another recommendations show with a, with another guest. Um, and that one, hopefully we're going to get to books and music since we didn't get to books on the last one. So stay tuned for that one. And until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Thanks guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.